When the sun dips beneath the Santa Monica Mountains, it's time for another Death at Sunset, a Sunshine Noir radio play podcast starring Tiffany Barrobay, Brad Davis, Kyla Shore, Riley Gray Moore, Brendan McCarthy, Jennifer Murray, Laura Denton, and Chris Maxwell. Music by Zach Pfeiffer. Written by Chris Maxwell and Brad Davis. Recorded, edited, and directed by Chris Maxwell. Our story starts with our hero in his office, draining the last of his personal stash of whiskey. Alcohol has become sparse throughout Los Angeles, and in mere hours, the early morning yoga classes would be flooded with the newly sober. But private detective Jack Dime will not be among them. Unlike so many of his fellow Los Angelinos, work would come looking for him. So relax, plug in your phone, pour yourself a drink, and enjoy part one of Hard Times and Soft Drinks. It was between four and five in the morning. A fog had rolled in off the ocean and gave the night an eerie calm that stretched deep into the Hollywood Hills. It was one of those nights where everything seemed wet, though it hadn't rained. It was just the fog at the tipping point of precipitation. Of course, it's been a long time since it rained in this city. That's the thing about Los Angeles. You always end up talking about the weather. It had to be close to 5 a.m. Plenty of time for the bars to close, the after parties to wind down, and a coked up hostess to make it from a cantina on Venice Beach to my office on the corner of Sunset Boulevard and Western in 15 minutes. That's the thing about Los Angeles. You always end up talking about the traffic. Yeah? Alright, okay. Come on in. Sometimes you wonder why you ever even try doing your job. Other times it doesn't seem like there's a better gig in the whole wide world. The anticipation of a distressed dame coming in through that door, a curvy shadow sliding over the shuttered blinds, the danger, the intrigue, the money, all under the lights of Hollywood. It was everything to an everyday jack such as myself. It's open. Hello, Jack Dime, right? You're an ex-copy or a detective or something? All of the above. And a bag of chips with a small soda, as a combo meal, of course, for a reasonable price. That's fine. I have money. I just need someone found before anything can happen to him. I just need to make sure he's safe. Need to know he's alive. She reached into a tiny purse and shoveled out a few handfuls of crumpled up greenbacks onto my desk. It was either entirely accidentally or partially on purpose. But either way, it was irresistibly ironic that while she made it rain, a small baggie of snow fell out amongst the currency. She made no efforts of hiding it, but instead, cut it up. As she leaned over the desk for the first bump, I got a whiff of the tequila that was branded on her fluorescent tank top, part of her work uniform at a beachside cantina. I could spot a Santa Monica princess when I saw one. Just unusual to get him this far east in the city. Maybe let me get you a cup of coffee. No thanks. One cup and I'll be up all morning. Want a bump? What's your name? Misty. Misty Warner. But I need you to find Angel Valquez. He came to me around 9.30 this evening at work. I've never seen him so worried, and boy, have I seen him worried. Now, how do you know he wasn't acting? Angel never learned to act. He flunked out of acting school after the first semester. I was always the performer of the couple. But anyway, Angel told me they're going to kill him if he didn't leave tonight. 
Who? The acting school? No, Angel. Angel was going to kill someone at the acting school. No, someone was going to kill Angel. Who? I don't know. He wouldn't tell me. Wouldn't tell you who he was going to kill? No, who was going to kill him? Well, who was going to kill him? I don't know. And you? How are you tied up in all of this? You're not suggesting I did it. Did what? Did something happen? Nothing. Yet. Uh, don't you threaten me, Misty. I'm just trying to help here. Ah, uh, I just want my Angel back, Jack. Will you find him for me? Hold on. Slow down. I'm all turned around and there's still plenty I need to know. You said this happened at work. What's the name of the place? Acapulco Beach. It's, it's a chain bar down in Venice. Yeah, I know it. Popular with the college kids. It was right in the middle of his shift. He pulled me into the dry storage and told me he was leaving. Right then and there. He said, Misty, I can't tell you why, but I must leave you. My life's in danger here. Don't call. Don't try to find me. I won't answer. Did you call? Yes. Did he answer? No. Uh, guys leave hostesses all the time. What makes you think this is any different? His eyes. His eyes have never lied to me, even when his mouth did. Here, we took a selfie together right before he left. The last pic I have of him. She showed me her cell phone. There were tears in her eyes, clocking the camera as her face contorted to kiss Angel's cheek. And she was right. Angel looked genuinely scared. It was clear Misty was working off emotions, but there were no real facts to go on. But there was something about this one. The money, her tank top, something. But it probably was the cocaine. You should never make business deals on uppers. You lose that sinking feeling in your stomach when you're taking a bad case. You make brash decisions and you forget rules like don't make deals on uppers, all while feeling as shrewd as a Calabasas surgeon. 250 deposit to start looking into the case. Another 250 when I find him, alive or dead, plus expenses. And you're gonna have to send me that picture. Find him alive and I'll give you 500 more. That's a lot of money. You sure he's worth it? I'd say more if I didn't think you'd drive up the price. a.m. I was still wired, still up. Not that the case was on my mind. Routine runaway busboy boyfriend bust out of town, giving a gullible girl a grievous line about being in danger. I've seen it a thousand times. I'll find him in his buddy's garage playing Xbox this afternoon. Collect the money for Misty tonight, and she'll have to put off surfing lessons for another month. Almost 11. Jerry's Cafe would be opening up. Not that they served lunch or ever attracted a big crowd. Jerry just needed something to do with his hours. He had a good ear, a sound mind, poured hard drinks and was easy on the eyes, like most Los Angelinos. He was a good friend and only a 10 minute walk from my office. Wanting to wet my whistle, I wandered down Western to burn off some steam. You're killing me, Victor. You know I sell this stuff, right? I'm sorry, the warehouse is run dry. We tried to allocate everything we had left the fairest way we could. What does that mean? The Cheesecake Friggin' Factory has their bar stock. The Edison, Acapulco Beach. They got all the liquor and I get stuck with a goddamn pony keg of light beer. Gary, you're a good man, but you got too many outstanding invoices to warrant a bigger order. You're lucky to be getting this. If you give me more alcohol, I could pay those bills. I'll be the only place left serving in the city. That brings us the most business we've ever had. The Cheesecake Factory still has dinner and cheesecake, Vic. Folks don't come here for the food. Listen, Jerry, I'm sorry. But I'm not lying, we got nothing left. Everyone's drying out the whole city sooner than we all thought. You can take it or leave it. I'll take it. Thanks.
Hey, Ajer. Rough day at the mill. I knew they built Los Angeles on a desert, but I never thought I'd see it run dry. I mean, they keep telling people to stop watering their lawns and washing their Porsches, but uh, I'll be damned if I don't see the whole state run dry before long. No, Jack, not the water. The town's running out of booze. The bars, the liquor stores, the distributors, the whole city. What? How can that be? Nobody knows. I've heard everything from Illuminati prohibition to Vegas mobsters stirring up the tourism game the only way they know how. But if you ask me, it has to be somebody up the chain. With strong ties to distributors and brewers and distillers, they must have connections to the FDA, the Liquor Control Board, and the mayor. We're talking one hell of a kink in the hose, that's for sure. But what'll it be today, whiskey or beer? After that, Jer, I couldn't. Come on, don't let some bum like me drain your supply. Sell it off at triple, quadruple the price. I mean, I heard you back there with the delivery guy. Don't be silly, Jack. After the jam you got me out of, this bar will always have a drink for you. I got a half bottle of whiskey with half your name on it. Does Jack Daniels suit you? <laughs> Thanks, but put the bottle away and pour me a cold one. Sun's burning a little hot today, and, well, I have a feeling I'm going to need everything I can to stay cool. Whatever you say, Jack. Beer had finally leveled me out. It was time to get to work, time to find Angel, and shouldn't take any time at all. I checked my phone for the time, 12.05. Damn it, this was going to take forever. By now, the roads would be filled with lunch hour traffic, and I had to get all the way from Hollywood to John Ford Middle School on Sepulveda and Jefferson before 1 p.m. My informant, Mars Beauregard, kept very strict business hours, and since I didn't have an appointment, I'd have to catch him before the end of his lunch. He was 12 miles away, so... I'd be cutting it close. Mars! Well, if it isn't old man Jack Dime, what's cracking, Pops? Out walking the beat? I have a favor. I don't do favors, Jack. Especially for cops. Ex-cop, Mars. I haven't been with the force in years. Right. You're not a pig anymore. Just turkey bacon now. Save the mouth for the teachers, huh? You got a minute or not? Come on. Let's take a walk, grab a bite. I work through lunch. There's a great taco truck that parks over here. A taco truck? Yeah. Heard of them? Eat anything other than on and off burgers in your life? I had picked up Mars for pickpocketing on Venice Beach back when he was seven. Back when I was a cop. Back when the whiffs of corruption in the force only just started to stink. Mars's parents were beach hippies, transients, up and down the west coast. He had woke up one day and they had moved on without him. So I shuffled him into some foster homes until we found one he tolerated. Finally started actually going to school when he found out how much money he could make there. To Mars, schools weren't sanctuaries of knowledge, just buildings of dumb kids with lunch money. Puedo tener tres tacos de chorizo y un agua fresca y whatever the cop wants. You say? Nothing, I'm fine. Come on, get a taco. They're awesome. Senorita, que sea de cuatro. Gracias. So, out with it, Jack. What do you need? A guy by the name of Angel Valquez, 23 years old, busboy over at Acapulco, supposedly bust out of town. He may be into something a little over his head. He may just be... Messing around with another girl? Yeah, I know him. Or at least his reputation. Real pussy slayer. Dieciséis dolores, por favor. Pay for the tacos, Jack. Uh, keep it. G gracias. So what do you got on him? You know where I can find him? Sure, maybe. What is that? Sure, maybe. That's valuable information. A month of homework assignments valuable. I just bought your tacos. 
Lunch is a professional courtesy. You should know that, Jack. You live in Hollywood. Now, we're talking business, and my grades have been slipping. Well, at least let me in on what kind of information I'm buying here. I got a usual haunt, a recent associate, and potential for contact. Hmm. I'll give you a week of homework for the knowledge. I'll try to contact him on my own. One week plus a chemistry take-home midterm due Friday. What grade are you in? Eighth. Jesus, they're teaching chemistry to eighth graders now? Thought that was high school stuff. I know. It's tough. That's why you're gonna do it for me. Fine. Angel's latest fling was a DTLAU sorority girl. They were study buddies known to leave the library a little early and head to the dorms. Kicker is, Angel was never enrolled. Hmm. You know the sorority? Theta Beta Pi. Sister Mindy Tingles, sophomore. He often stays with her to use campus internet to play Call of Duty. Here's the midterm. Get me a B or higher, and I'll jump on the PS4 and see if I can find him. Thanks, Mars. You'll be hearing from me. Oh, I can't wait. Hey, turkey bacon. Here's your taco. And if you run across any cheap beer, fireball, Smirnoff ice, you know, shit kids like, buy it up for me. It's a scarce product in the halls as of late. I'm not selling alcohol to a minor, Mars. <sighs> Once a cop, always a cop. It was looking like Angel was no saint. He had a girl on each side of the city. Heck, there were still two more sides filled with countless neighborhoods. By my count, he could have had plenty of girlfriends. But it wasn't those girls that concerned me, just Misty. And now Mindy, who resided near the college campus on the south side of downtown. By the time I found a parking spot that wasn't costing me an arm and a leg, and wasn't street cleaning or permit parking, wasn't a loading zone, fire hydrant, valet, or bus stop, it was 4 p.m. Hi, is this the Theta Beta Pi house? Why? I'm sorry, my name's Jack Dime, Private Investigations. I'm looking for Mindy Tingles. I just need to ask her a few questions. Oh my god, a private investigator? <gasps> what kind of questions? What's being investigated? Is Mindy like a suspect in something? No, no, I'm just trying to find someone Mindy may know. Who? I'd rather ask Mindy if you don't mind. Ugh, she's gonna tell me anyway. Mindy! Mindy! There's a rude private at the door! Did you ever see that episode of SVU where a private investigator stands the way of justice and then they find out that he raped that girl? No, I don't think so. Any good? No, it was creepy. Hello, Becky? Mindy! Okay, remember that SVU episode where the private eye raped that girl? Yes, I love it. Well, there's one here now and he wants to ask you some more questions. Hi, it's Jack Dime. I was just curious if you've seen or heard from Angel Valquez recently. He hasn't returned my text in like four days. <laughs> Are you serious? It's been that long? I know, since Jesse's birthday party. Uh, that was like last week. Right? By the dubs, are you going to that Alpha Sigma Sigma party tonight? Oh, totally. Shiloh is bringing his cousin from Israel, and since my family's part Palestinian, we already have like a Romeo and Juliet thing going on. That is so romantic. Wait, oh my god, do you know who might have like totally seen Angel? Who? who? Shiloh. They're like totally hanging out all the time now. Do you want me to text him? Uh, no need. If you just point me in the right direction, I'll find him. Shiloh's frat was just down the street. As I approached, I saw a kid struggling to lift a keg out of the backseat of a car too expensive for a college kid to own. You should try a handcart. You should try minding your own business. Minding my own business wasn't my job. As I peered past the DTLAU decal in the rear window of the Benz, I noticed a couple of cases of liquor on the back seat. Ah, uh, come on, let me help you. Alright. Got it? Yeah. One, One two, two, three. Lip. 
Thanks, bro. Having a party tonight? Nah, just picked up some stuff this morning for a small get-together. That's a lot of hooch for a small get-together. Can't run out of booze. Second best way to kill a party. <laughs> and the first? Have the cops show up. What can I do for you, officer? Uh, nice try, but I'm not a cop, Shiloh. How'd you know my name? I didn't. You just told me. I hear you pal around with Angel Valquez. Is he coming to this party tonight? Uh, Angel Valquez? Uh, name's not ringing any bells. Uh, listen, kid. I already told you I'm not a cop. And I sure as hell ain't in the mood for games. So search that cranium and give me a clue. For his own safety. I need to know where he is. Listen, brah. I haven't heard from Angel in over a week, okay? If I see him, I'll tell him some dick is looking for him. Private dick. Jack Dime. You be sure to send him my way. Shiloh escorted me back out. He picked up another case of booze from his car and carried it back inside. In its place, on the back seat, remained an invoice. Alcohol sales to Acapulco Beach, Venice. Angel's Restaurant. The coincidence just seemed to be too much. Shiloh had given me a puff piece when I was after tonight's top story. And this invoice was breaking news. I love fraternity brothers for the same reason I love drug dealers. The last thing they want to do is involve the cops. I walked right back through the front door and found Shiloh tapping the keg. Do you know the third best way to ruin a party? Huh? What are you doing here? I was thinking, do you know the third best way to ruin a party? I don't know. Uninvited guests? No. A fight. Ah! Oh, you hit me in the face! That's one black guy. You lie to me again and I'll make it two. You lie to me a third time and I'll start making other things black and blue. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about your nuts! You know, Shiloh, you're starting to sweat more than that keg you're tapping. Yeah? So? I've been prepping for a party! Sure, but the keg hasn't. It seems to me that that cold keg was in a hot car all the way across town. And that gets me thinking. Where does this idiot college kid get all this booze during a record alcohol shortage? And look what I found. An invoice from Acapulco Beach, Venice. Sure, brah, yeah. Yes. I bought the booze in Venice. And the order is signed for by your friend and mine, Angel Valquez. Which makes me think that you've seen him. And recently. Probably at Acapulco Beach. And probably this morning. It doesn't matter. Uh, you'll never find him. Angel's gone. Skip town saying someone was after him. Uh, he didn't tell me or anybody else where he's headed. Well, he can't be more than half a day away, so start speculating. Listen, dick. He wasn't my friend. We had a good thing going, fueling parties on campus. Purely business. See? Tell the truth more. It gets you punched in the face less. On my way out, I swiped a bottle of whiskey and another of tequila for my troubles. Times were tough and about to get tougher. Yeah, the frat wouldn't miss them anyway. Listen, I get it. Los Angeles ain't cheap. Plenty of people had second jobs. On the side, under the table, off the books. But who knew Angel was skimming off the top? Who was involved? Misty? The bar manager? Well, the only way I knew to get answers was to ask questions. Back to the west side. Ah, the evening on Venice Beach. Typically filled with the chaos of surfers and tourists trying to catch the sunset in their cell phones while throwing back cheap margaritas and light beer. But not tonight. Behind every no liquor or beer sign sat an empty bar unsuccessfully posing as a restaurant, trying to sell off their nachos and pretzels with mocktails and Diet Cokes. That is, 
except for Acapulco Beach. I walked into a large crowd, loud music and tequila shots being poured across the bar. The sign said, please wait to be seated, but I didn't need a seat. I needed information. The hostess caught up with me. Jack, tell me you found him. Uh, sorry, Misty. Not yet, but I've got a few leads. You have a few minutes? Um, I can't really leave the floor, but we could talk here. How much time did Angel spend at DTLAU? He didn't go to college. Well, that's not what I asked. Did Angel have any other jobs? Did he seem to have some extra greenbacks lying around? Maybe more than a busboy should? If he did, he wasn't spending it on me. Why? Uh, never mind. One of her co-workers had just approached, dressed in board shorts and a partially buttoned Hawaiian shirt. Beach business casual. I had an idea. Misty, table 33 is busting. Table 10 has the check dropped. Uh, hi, are you the manager? Yeah, my name's Owen. What can I do for you? Name's Jack. I was wondering if you were hiring. Bartenders? Waiters? <laughs> I've got enough bartender resumes to staff the biggest strip. I do, however, need a busboy pronto. Uh, that's just fine. I needed a job yesterday. Fair enough. Why don't you come in tomorrow around 4, fill in some paperwork, and we'll get you on the floor for the dinner rush. Done. He shook my hand and went back towards the bar. Seemed like a nice enough guy, but you never can trust the smile of a restaurant employee. What are you doing? Following one of those leads. We can talk more later. I punch out at midnight. Meet me at my place. Here's my address. I'll be back by 12.22. 8.15 p.m. The sun was down and the heat had finally broken. I had a few hours to kill and there was no better way to kill time than to kill brain cells. And there was no better way to kill brain cells than to drink the whiskey I had taken from the frat. The second best way to kill brain cells? There he is! That's the asshole! Get kicked in the head a bunch of times. This is for the black guy. And this is for the booze. You're tough beat up with college kids, do you? I was jumped and dragged into a dark alley just off Speedway by the whole party of fraternity brothers. Probably some pledges, too, from the number of them. Half of them were kicking my stomach or back. Of course, a couple of them targeted my crotch, but it was Shiloh stomping on my skull that caused me to lose consciousness. Fourth best way to ruin a party? Pass out. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Death at Sunset. For more information, visit deathatsunset.com or follow the show at Death at Sunset on Twitter. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends and neighbors. I'm Jen Murray saying, remember, no matter how bright the day, no matter how thick the traffic, we'll be back next week with another Death at Sunset. <laughs>